Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast, we are talking about The Runaways, Episode 5. All that right after this. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Jeff Randall, Episode 5. Man, this show is so good. Alex be missing. Alex be missing. (laughs) What? Oh, I'll right. Be missing. That's yeah. The, that's the episode. Kidnapped and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, so it's literally a kid that has been kidnapped. <laughs> yeah, he's a kid has been napped. Yep. Uh, this was <laughs> cool. Uh, we really. I mean, this is. I think this is the formation of the team, right? Like, yeah. This is this, this is basically chance. where everybody kind of comes into their own and and develops their their stuff. You know. Yeah, I don't want to, you know, it's been a long time since I read the comics, but if I remember correctly, it felt a lot more like by the end of the first book, they were already run away. Like, they were run away from their parents. This one, it feels, I mean, they're still going home to their parents at the end of the day. Yeah. Of all these days. And it just feels kind of like, what are you doing going back? (laughs) At this point, (laughs) you know. know they're bad. Yeah. So, I guess we should spoiler alert. Like, yes. Let's just say this is the episode where you get the the um, the title shot, I guess. Yeah. Where Nico is looking through her staff and everybody's standing beside her. You get the team squaring off against some bad guys. Yeah, even if they are inconsequential. Yeah, like they're they're low level bad guys, but these are kids for the first time out with their powers. And hey, the kids all are realizing they all have powers. Yeah, and they get to address that. Yeah, they get to talk about that. So, spoiler alert, right? Right. Yeah, it's time for that. Spoiler alert for everything Runaways related uh, in three, two, one. Um, it's your turn to yell I, something. Sorry, I was unprepared. The the lawyer, the guy at the beginning is the guy at the end. <laughs> I'm bad at this. Uh, the, the, <laughs> I laughed so hard that I kicked my own headphone cable out of its port. Um, but no, seriously, I straight up called that. And I was super proud of myself. Um, I know I shouldn't be so proud of myself, but when he was, uh, when that guy was, because I have been speculating, and I don't know how much I speculated this about this in the cast, that that was her husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought he was a mem- the, the the guy in the weird coffin, the flaky skin guy. Yeah, is her husband, especially after she got naked with him a couple episodes ago. Oh yeah, um, warn me. I was like, okay, she. I think that's her husband. Yeah, or something like that. Uh, and so I I've been thinking he's a member of the Pride. And so when I saw a guy show up and want to buy land from, uh, from the the the, fa- the father of Jeffrey Al- Wilder, Jeffrey Wilder. Uh, when, when I saw him trying to buy land, I was like, "This is how he gets into the pride," and I bet that's Flaky Skin Man. And I was, and then at the end of the episode, it turned out you're right, and I was like, "Yes, <laughs> I'm I, the best." <laughs> I didn't think that it was Flaky Skin Man. They got me. I totally, totally. Thought, as the one thing I said to Alyssa before she fell asleep, and so I have proof. Um, <laughs> she, but she definitely fell asleep. Um, and well, I'm sure she'll, she watched it already by now. But uh, yeah, it's um, let's hope. It's good. It's a good episode. Um, I, I I still I love. They just did such a good. They're doing such a good job making me care about all the characters, including the parents. Yeah, every single character is getting their their share, their dues. Yeah, you know, and like we get that, we get that amazing interaction between Chase and his dad, where like his dad is like, "Man, I'm 
I'm sorry, I know I've been a dick here lately. And Chase is still kind of like edgy, like or not edgy, but on edge around him. Yeah. And, you know, jumpy when things fall off and then like, you know, things clatter to the ground. He's like, oh my God, I'm sorry. And he's like, don't worry about that. Like, we're finally bonding. I finally understand who you are as my yeah. son. Like, it's like he finally sees him. And then Chase, you can tell Chase wants to hold on to that so badly. Yeah, they all do. They all want their parents' approval. They all want their parents' love, even though they're realizing their parents are bad people. Yeah. like they, They're starting to realize it, and they're... They're trying so hard to find something to justify it or turn it around. But there's no justifying you some can't. of this. can't. They've killed 15 people at least. Minimum, yeah. And then they just got another one that mm-hmm. Alex shot. Yeah, it was intense. It was intense when I, Alex shot the dude. Um, it, it just seems like it's 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 generally a big deal when someone shoots their first person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was pretty intense. And then uh, everybody got to sit around and and be in a coffee shop as kids with powers and discuss, like, hey, we all have powers. They got to be excited about having powers. Yeah, that's always fun. Which I love, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's that's exactly what I would do. Yeah, that's what everyone would do. And it's neat that they all have powers, except for Alex. Alex doesn't have any powers. And he sat there quietly yet. like, everybody's having a good time. Yeah. What do you... I don't know if Alex has powers or if he will have powers or if... Uh, if um, if like his powers are his strategy, <laughs> his, like his mind is his power. His dad's like a tough guy who like has the ability to control these like gangs and stuff. And maybe that's his power. You know, maybe he's just like a leader. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that's know. that is a power. That's what uh, Steve Rogers uses more, more than anything. That's true. Yeah, that's true. It's, he's not all about his fists. It's about his, his tactics. <laughs> I can just see a PSA of Captain America being like, you know, it's not always about your fists. It's not just your fists that wins the fight. This is your strongest muscle. <laughs> like, points at his head. Yeah. Uh, so good. Those PSAs in Homecoming are just, like, perfect. Why can't we have those at this school, too? Because uh, uh, the school yeah. has a budget. Yeah, they they absolutely should put those in the school. Like yeah. that would be amazing, wouldn't it? <laughs> if they just had those in a scene or two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <sighs> yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate that there's not a uh, a direct tie in to the rest of the MCU because like it would be so easy to just have it on the news or something, and the kids aren't gonna care about it because they're teenagers. They're all caught up in their own little world. Yeah, and and we 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 we, we mentioned it kind of earlier, uh, but. Or in, in in the news episode, I think this week, um, but we don't want to spoil it anything. But they did mention uh, President Obama. Yeah, which the Obama administration. The, you haven't had a date since the Obama administration. Uh, somebody pointed out to us. We did, we didn't cover that last week, did we? Or is that in our? Oh, it's in our feedback. It's let's, in let's our feedback. And, let's go and read that now. While we're talking about it, hey Brian Keegan, thanks for writing in on Facebook, guys. If Matthew Ellis was the president of the United States in the MCU in Iron Man three, and in the Runaways they mentioned the Obama administration, does that mean the Runaways doesn't take place in the MCU? I love the show and want you guys to continue to review it. I'm just pulling on a thread here. <laughs> uh, well, I think we will continue to review it because we love it too. Um, <laughs> Not part of the MCU, can't cover it. <laughs> Stop talking about it right now. Shut this down, Matt. <laughs> don't even post this. But I don't think that proves it yet. 
it is possible that there was a there was an Obama administration at some point. Uh, we just don't know. We're just yeah, not sure. and there's a when Gert was having her uh, her like girls now girls first or whatever club and like ev- the people were joining it there was the one kid that like opened a shirt that said i'm with her yeah and had like scribbled on it i'm with gert yeah i love that instead but like the i'm with her shirt is a hillary shirt yeah and like they say i no longer wear this with what was it shame I don't know about shame. It was more like uh, disappointment or something. Yeah, it was something. Shame would be a weird choice. I no longer wear this with disappointment. Whatever. But it was an obvious call out to like, oh shit, this is happening like in our world. Yeah, it's happening in our world right now. Um, which is cool. I like that they're trying to tie it to our world. Uh, but yes, at some point, you could try to make the case that like maybe Ellis was the president for four of the years and Obama was a president for four of the other years. Uh, it's just, it's hard to, it's hard to know exactly. Yeah. But in this, in this universe that the runaways happens in, there's apparently an Obama administration. That's the kind of thing though, that like, it's one of those continuity errors. It's one of those continuity errors. You don't want to, you don't want to admit to, well, you kind of want to headcanon around it. Yeah. And you want to allow the writers to write a joke. Yeah. You know, like, it's not that great of a joke, but you haven't had a wedding since the Obama administration. It's like... Date. You haven't had, right, you haven't had a date since the Obama administration. It sounds like, you know, it just kind of sounds like something a teenager would say. Um, and if he said the Ellis administration, it would be like, who? the who? Yeah, who? What is that? For most people, so they're just trying to write a they're trying to write a show for the masses here, um, and and I think maybe they're not paying that much attention. And as we've said, maybe it's not in the MCU. Um, we suppose, don't talk we, like we that. Underst- we, as far as we understood, it's supposed to be, but um, we're covering it as if it is. Yeah, as of now, because it's a great show. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Like we finally got to see the powers in full force. Chase got his fistigons made. In that awesome 3D printer that I need so desperately. Yeah. Um, like Molly finally got to show off her strength after talking about it for so long <laughs> and being it. shut up. I told you guys I was strong. Yep. <laughs> and then she falls asleep on the front of the car. Molly is my favorite. So, so I, I just love her so much. She's so cute. And then she falls asleep after every time she uses her powers, which is just really funny. Yep. <laughs> you try. What is it? Like, you try lifting an SUV and not passing out. It's exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, God, we, like, out of nowhere, Carolina used her power in, like, an almost offensive manner. Yeah. Rather than just glowing. How Which, did she know how to do that? We don't even know what she did. It didn't seem like it actually hurt him. Yeah. It just dazzled him or confused him. She was like Jubilee. Yeah, she just sent colors his way. <laughs> um, and I wonder if that's her whole power. I, we don't know if her those lights that she can send out do anything yet. Yet. Or whatever, so that'll be interesting. Like, what if she does that during daytime? Yeah, I have no idea. Because they keep talking about, in her religion, the, you know, the light, the sun, the light, and all that. Like, what if the light from the sun infuses her with more power? Yeah. they. I mean, they could just be talking about her light. But I don't know. Maybe she went ultra. Who knows? <laughs> Take me ultra. Oh, she's ultra. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, and 
so so the, I think the big the biggest turn of events like uh, well obviously the team is together. Uh, Alex had some interesting stuff with his father. I loved the story, the backstory of his friend Darius. I think his name was right. Yeah, Darius. Uh, it's a D. Davis. Darius Davis. Darius Davis. Uh, the storyline of him taking the 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 credit for the murder or whatever, yeah. so that he could his friend could get out and he would take care of him, and they didn't take care of his family. Like all of that is. Just really, really like Shakespearean. Like, yeah, it just it just hits you at the core of like, oh, like I, I see everyone. It just it makes all those characters clearer, you know. Yeah, and I, I I loved I loved it. I loved it. That whole thing, that whole scene, really made it, um, made the world feel real and made me connect to all of the characters involved in a different way. Um, so that's that was really cool. Yeah, and it it kind of you know it humanized that bad guy that we thought that was just going to be like a little thing. In oh yeah, too. Like he you was feel, just going to go away. You like, feel oh he came back, and I feel bad for it. Well, you feel bad for him, and you also feel both bad and even more understanding of the of Wilder. Yeah, like he 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 feels more fleshed out than he had. Um, and, and the wife as well, uh, Mrs. Wilder, her, her coming and saying, you know, uh, don't don't think I don't know that I was I, I was just as much of a part of creating that problem as you were. Yeah. Um, but then again, she just thinks it was a problem they created. She's not thinking of as people they've hurt. Yeah, she's definitely the more evil one. You think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting how they're kind of like lining it up like that, like the. Chase's dad is definitely seems more evil than his mom. Yep. Uh, Gert's parents seem kind of equally <laughs> fairly innocent. Goofy. Goofy. Yeah. Um, but not innocent. They're not innocent. I say I say they seem innocent, but they're not. Um, Maybe we can finally stop hurting people. Yeah. That's... Uh, it, it, I that, like how plucky they are, but they're still too. affiliated with really bad people. Yeah. So that cannot stand. Yeah, man. And then, like... Tina Minoru and husband, I cannot remember his name for the life of me, but uh, Nico's parents, you know, dad seems kind of, you know, even, on the level, decent for the most part, but still pretty calm about how to approach, like, beating up a homeless man to take him and deposit him in a box so that they can, like, take his essence and give it to somebody else. And so... I want to know is that we still just don't know for sure what this whole Gaborum is and what this guy that they just, you know, made better in this weird metal coffin thing. Is he the thing they're serving? It seems definitely like whatever they're sacrificing is giving him power. Um, Is he the power behind the pride or is he like an old member of the pride? It's also benefiting. I'm, I'm I'm confused by all that. I don't know where. I, I'm hoping next episode we get a little more like detail on who he is and what's going on. And he said he wanted to meet her, and I'm assuming he means uh, Carolina. Carolina, who is probably his daughter. Probably. That makes me think that they are either aliens or um, the. We don't know what Gaborum is. It might be them. Like they might be Gaborum. 
Yeah, uh, and which I think I think if anything, I think Carolina is probably Gaborum or half Gaborum, but yeah. I don't think her mom is. Right, right. Her so mom is probably not. I think that her that uh, you know flaky skin guy who was in the beginning and at the end, like you said. Yeah, the, <laughs> the guy in the beginning is the guy at the end. Yeah, I think he probably used up too much of that light power and then got into flaky skin mode has to take life essence of other people into himself to get into um you know back to full form yeah so something like that's going on but i i'd I'm, like them to i'd like to finally understand it fully i'm worried that carolina is going to do that like use those powers and find herself like degrading like that and then have to make that decision of like, oh shit, should I take other people's lives for that? That could be interesting. I mean, like that make her kind of a vampire. Like maybe she needs to feed to stay alive. Yeah. Then could she be like a, like a, uh, whatever, like a good vampire where they she maybe hunts the bad she's guys. She's Blade. Maybe she's Dexter. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I think she'd be more. Did Blade, Blade have to feed? Uh, I didn't think Blade had to feed, or that I don't he remember. fed on humans. I don't remember. I, he might have just had like a stash. Yeah, I think I think he. I don't remember. I'm sure there's different versions, but I don't remember Blade needing to feed. Uh, it's possible that she could be like like a like a Dexter that like has to fulfill the. She has a need to kill, so she seeks out the evil men so that she can kill them and devour their life force. <laughs> oh man. That can make her dark and interesting uh, like later. A, like a justice vampire. Yeah. A vengeance paladin. Except, like, instead of... I think of, justice vampire's better. Instead of pale and, uh, you know, gaunt like vampires, she could be, like, colorful and bright and perky. <laughs> She's beautiful and she glows. Yeah. Just like Gert said. <laughs> I love that. Oh, great. She's beautiful and she glows. Right? <laughs> I love the little bit of rivalry between Gert and Carolina and how they... They they definitely care about each other, but there's also like a little just just jealousy. Gert's just jealous. Yeah, it's it's, it's funny. very natural and 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 it's funny that there's real. a rivalry that only Gert recognizes, right? Because like she likes Chase, Chase likes uh, Carolina. Carolina is just fucking oblivious, <laughs> right? And and that, and that reminds me a lot of people that I know that are like very they think the world is after them and the world is so like. Uh, you know, whatever, down on them, but the world could care less. Yeah. And, like, you could say that is kind of down on them, but it's like, they're not looking at you and judging you. They're just not looking at you. Like, (laughs) you just got to do your thing. No one cares. You got to live your life. I got a friend who was like, we were going to this nicer part of town to go to a coffee shop or something. She's like, oh, I don't go to that part of town. People look at me funny there. It's like, no, they don't. No, that's just you're you're projecting your feeling of like whatever onto the and yeah, sure, there might be an asshole in any part of town, but like and yes, there might be rich people who look down on people who. But the thing was, she just wasn't the type to like. She it wasn't like she was like dressing crazy. She wasn't like on the surface a freaky looking person, right? She just was in the inside. Felt she was freak, very insecure. Well. You know the kind of person that just feels like a freak on the inside, or the artistic type people are often that way. I'm I'm a little that way. Like you, you feel a little different. You feel a little uh, like, but you just can't project 
other people's feelings onto them, especially people you haven't even met. Like, right. <laughs> I'm right. not going to that side of town because everyone there thinks I'm a freak. And like, literally everybody. Nope. You don't look different than anyone. Like you're a normal person. People aren't going to even think about it. They're not. <laughs> yes, they're not thinking good of you, but they're not thinking of you. Like you just have to be yourself and be your own good self. It's not that they're thinking bad of you. It's not that they're thinking good of you. They're not thinking of you. Period. Yeah. So you gotta you gotta worry about yourself. Don't you worry do about you. others. Do you? I think we got a voicemail. Uh, yeah. How about you play that looks voicemail like, for uh, us? Looks like Jordan came at us with his voicemail. Sweet. Hey guys, Jordan again. Just listened to the uh, Mar- Marvel Runaways 1-4 through four podcast, and I freaking loved it. I actually didn't know that was part of the Marvel Universe. I just thought it was something Marvel was doing. Uh, so I appreciate you guys going over it. And thank you for the spoilers, I guess you called them, but I had no idea what the show was about because I didn't read the comics or anything. So uh, now I kind of do, and I like it. I love it. Um, Jeff, you were I think you were close with Carolina. I think that her mom knows that she can glow like that. That's why she said that her mom said never take the bracelet off. I feel like her mom started this church so that she could pass out all these bracelets so it wouldn't be weird that her daughter had one. And then they could bring in people because Carolina is the one that they need to sacrifice, but she doesn't want to give up her daughter, so she's sacrificing runaways. And no one knows that her daughter has these powers, so they would obviously get rid of the daughter first because then they'd be done with their sacrificing. But uh, I, I can't say I've ever read anything, so I hope that's what it is because that, that'd be pretty cool. But uh, love the show again, guys. I hope you don't think I was being too pushy with uh, get some Thor shows out. I just I love your opinion on everything, so uh, do you. Have a good night. I, I love the theory that she started the whole church for the sole purpose of making her daughter wear a bracelet. <laughs> <laughs> I I think it's part of it, but I think like probably not the sole purpose. But I really like that take. I think it's funny. Like I gotta get my daughter to wear a bracelet. What do you do to convince your daughter to do something? Create a religion. Start a religion. <laughs> Obvious. <laughs> um, and and that, no, it's her dad that started the religion, right? Or her her dad, right? Her yeah, it's her yeah. dad. Um, and oh man, so her dad started the religion, possibly. Yeah. Uh, it was he were we again. We don't know if the Gaborim, which they're worshiping, yeah, are the, whatever these people are that they're worshiping. Like we don't know if these sh- the the color people are the Gaborim, or if they're like just another alien race that somehow gotten involved in this church. We just don't know. <laughs> I'm thinking that the Gaborim have something to do with these colorful people, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Gaborim, or rather, the Church of the Gaborim, there was the, the mural on the wall, the, yeah. the painting of the person, like, glowing. That's right, that's so, right. And that looked pretty much exactly like Carolina. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, I would have thought that Carolina was the one that needed to be sacrificed until the end of episode five when they showed him just get back up fine. Um, and say he wants and to say meet he wants well, to meet unless her. that takes, like, like a sacrifice of a normal person gets him through one year. Yeah, like it gets him but back maybe, to... maybe he needs a sacrifice. Regular form for a little bit. That sacrifice will just make him forever. Yeah, maybe that'll like put him right for a long time. I don't know. Give, or, or restore him to some greater power or whatever. I don't know. Um, yeah, we don't know. And at the end, he says he wants to meet her. It sounds sweet. Like, I want to meet her. That's my yeah, daughter. Yeah, I want to meet my daughter. But eh, I'm not sure. Maybe it is I want to meet her because she's the perfect sacrifice for me. 
<laughs> yeah, and you know, she like mom had this look on her face of like, I don't know if that's a great idea. Yeah, I think she so, looks she looks fearful. Well, I think it that, could be that she doesn't want her to meet her daughter and then also Mr. Dean and there's that big confrontation there. It could right. mean bad things for the the public view of the church. It could mean she just doesn't know how her daughter's going to take it. It could be that she doesn't know her daughter's going <laughs> like, to take it. It could be that she's scared for her daughter's life because this guy wants to take the daughter's soul. Who knows? Yeah, we just don't know yet. We're not sure. But I think that it's I honestly I think that it's that he is one of whatever Carolina is and is excited to meet his progeny and um and and Carolina is going to have to come to terms with the fact that everything that they've been doing has been to reestablish his life force and that she might have to do that too and I think that's a really interesting take and it'd be really interesting to make her like a like a colorful rainbow vampire yeah yeah I well funny. I mean the you know matter is energy and energy is matter right sure like the energy like there's a conversion yeah for the amount of energy in matter so that box could be converting the matter of a person into energy and then transferring that into person or sure. other dude and he just absorbs that light so yeah, and that could be why the room is all white and very bright that he stays in, you know. Yeah, all that light energy coming back into him. Yeah, to maybe like it's the light energy that you need. Try to sustain him. Um, that's that's my thought on that. Is is that they're sciencing their way through it, and obviously Mr. Stein is like the best at science, and has a tumor, right. and has like we didn't even talk about that yet. He's got a tumor in his head, and, and so we now know. I don't know. We don't know a lot. We know why the wild, how the Wilders got involved now. Yep. It seems like they at least part of the th- reason that Chase's parents got involved is because he was needed for his technical expertise. Yep. And um, <clears throat> Carolina's mom got involved as a you know as some sort of love interest slash maybe an offering from her father to the Gaborum. We don't really know exactly what the relationship is because she just seems so uneasy about this guy that just woke up that I feel like there's something darker going on. Yeah. Um, And then we don't really know why Gert's parents are involved in the whole thing. Um, Neither is... Alex's mom doesn't know either. And it, it seems like Nico's parents have a lot of money. Yeah. So that's part of... And a lot of money in technology companies. Yeah. CEO of technology company. And but then, also she has the staff. She's yes, a magic she's user. She's a magic user. And apparently Nico and her are the only two in the world that the staff will respond to. That was interesting to learn. Um, or Zombie Amy, probably. Ooh. Bum, 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 bum. bum. Out the most random of predictions. If I'm if I'm right, and like Zombie Amy turns up in season four to take to take steal the staff, that'd be pretty great. Yeah, that'll be a great call. I deserve full credit if that happens. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and then, uh, uh, and then we'll see. There's one last couple. Um, the well, Gert's parents and Nico's parents are also business partners in that they're funding the research. Uh, yeah, they're the angel investors to make people forget this forgetful sauce that, that they created. <laughs> yeah, the forget serum. 
Yeah, I prefer forgetful sauce. <laughs> forgetful sauce is yeah, it's totally it. Uh, and there's the also um, what is her name? Molly's parents. Molly's parents yes, were in Yes, we don't know anything about them. And depending on whether the Fox merger happens or not, they might have been mutants. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Definitely yep. in the comics, I'm fairly certain that she was a mutant. Oh, she was. She was and, absolutely a mutant. Oh, it's so cool. I want, I want a little super-powered girl. I just really like the little girls that are super-powered. I really love... Uh, Especially when they're super strong like she is. It's just cute. Yeah, it is really cute. Um, but I also love, like, Hit Girl. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I just, I just, I like, like... Small girl assassin. Small, powerful assassin girls. Um, <laughs> Ever girl. since the professional. Hit Girl was the best. That was a good... good I wanted a Hit Girl movie so bad after I saw uh, um, Kick-Ass. Kick-Ass. Kick-Ass is so good. And Kick-Ass too. Yeah. Kick-Ass is great. Well, guys, yep. uh, you thank know, you for listening. Oh, I'm not done, sir. You're not done? I have one speculation thing. You got a speculation thing. It seems like All right. they are, and this would help to kind of push uh, Nico away from her parents. It seems like they're pushing really hard toward Amy having been one of the sacrifices. Hmm. Because Maybe. well, Nico Alex, keeps mentioning it. Well, Alex mentioned that Amy died after one of these one of these Pride nights. It's been two years. Like, uh, kid, or they were saying that Destiny goes missing and dies or whatever on the same night, or after the same event that Amy died after two years ago. Right. Like, it seems like they're pushing really hard toward Amy having been one of the sacrifices. Or at least somehow got involved or got caught up something. We don't know. Yeah. Something might have happened to her and we don't know. Nico thinks her parents did it. And Well, I I feel like Nico knows that her parents are covering it up and uh she she may not know why yet, but she does know that they're covering it up and that their parents have been killing people for fifteen years. And, right. you know, they they paid off people in the police department to help or whatever. I think it's possible that maybe Amy found out about it and one of the other Pride members killed her. That's Just possible? Like, I think that pr- it's probable that Molly's parents were killed by the Pride as well. You know, going back on it, thinking back on it, I doubt that it is... I don't know. Because, like, Nico found Amy in the bed. Like, found her body. And we yeah. saw... This kid in this in episode five was dematerialized, yeah, and sent over. That's true. Yeah, they then they and they they said it was a a uh, suicide. So it's possible that one of the other pride members found out. Yeah, she knew something, and then had her faked her suicide without the parents' knowledge. Just, I don't think her parents killed her. I don't think her parents knew. I think. I think that might be what causes the pride to tear apart and causes a huge rift in the pride if like they find out that one of them was killed and whoever killed whoever killed their daughter Amy probably killed uh, Molly's parents too. What if it was the Yorkses? The Yorkses find out that Amy knows something, they try to use their forgetful sauce on her and it ends up killing her. Ooh, that would be rough, wouldn't it? That'd be real rough. Um, they also 
had communication with Molly's parents the night she died. They, they died. Yeah. Because remember they had that. We can't tell them that we we talked to them. They'll think they'll find it. It's suspicious. They'll find it suspicious. Yeah. So what if it is suspicious? What if they had something to do with the murder? They don't have to be the same person, but I feel like a reveal would be interesting where you find out the same person did both murders. Yeah. Uh, even if it was a mistake. What if Amy set fire to the uh, Hernandez household? And then the Yorkses tried to use their forgetful sauce on her and accidentally killed her. Maybe, but I think there's a few years gap between those two things. Oh, yeah, that's true. Molly was much younger. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, because that was... Yeah, 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 you're right. Sorry. One... one. I still stand by forgetful sauce killing her. Forgetful sauce could kill her. I think that's that's a really interesting thought. And it could even be that like someone else... No... Well, it could be someone else in the Pride. I wonder who else in the Pride knew what was going on. Yeah. Know, knew Amy had done this. Or that Amy knew. If Amy um, knew. If Amy knew. Which I, th- I think there's got to be something suspicious. Or it could just be a death. It could just be a sad thing that happened, you know. Yeah. It might be that every time Nico talks about them killing her sister, it smacks of someone searching for a reason that maybe doesn't exist. Yeah. Does that make sense to you? Well, I mean... You kind of feel for her in that regard because, like, yeah, her mom's sure. acting real creeps, creepy about it. Like, the way that her mom acted when she found out that her daughter was dead was to immediately cut off the phone and, like, shut down all communications and lock down the house. Well, that's probably because she was scared and her daughter knew as well. Be cold, you know? It's probably because she was scared her daughter knew as well. What it, what, I don't know. That's only if she was involved in Amy's murder, which I don't really think is the case. I feel like part of what makes this show realistic is that even all the parents, even though they're evil, they still love their kids in a way. Yeah. And they still want their kids to be part of their lives. And and I don't really want it to be that the Amy's parents killed her. Yeah. But I don't know. It's possible. Uh, one thing we haven't talked about at all... Uh, is the future glimpse of a destroyed L.A. Oh, yeah, yeah, because they got the time machine-ish to work. And what what year did he look at, 2020? I don't think it said. He I thought just, he said, show us Los he, Angeles in the year. All, he, all I remember him saying is, show us Los Angeles of the future. I'm pretty sure he said a year. Okay. And it wasn't that far off. Hmm. Uh, but, uh, but I'm... Los I'm, Angeles uh, was crumbling. Yeah. And what if that, what if that's the link to the rest of the MCU? What if that was Quake <laughs> destroying yeah. the world? Yeah, as, as I said this before, and I don't really hate the device, the hero's device. I just call it the hero's device because they used it in all three three of the seasons that I saw, where they just like show a glimpse of the future, and then you show the people having to try to figure out how to avert it. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that as a device. Once. Once, and so I have to ke- always remember that. But Heroes did it so much that it bothered, and it bothered me so much yeah. that, like, like on, on such a cool show, for them to have <laughs> such a weird s- flaw in their writing that they had to write the same season over and over, yeah. I was like, you know what? I think I could do without that ever happening again. And so now we have it on Runaways and on Shield. <laughs> we have the same, well, same basic. Uh, plot device we're not sure that the runaways actually even has it because like it showed the 
Los Angeles being destroyed bit after they threw it on the ground and walked away from it. Sure, but I have a feeling that's that's not that's not gonna go nowhere. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna eventually. No, occur. Like they, it shows it just the one time they like they pick it up and put it back and it doesn't work again. Uh huh. Never again. Never again. <laughs> never shows it again. Never has any consequences. It was just like an ominous way to end an episode, I guess. Yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> Seems fine. I, I mean, th- he made the device just for a way to talk about light. What now? Uh, yeah, because the the way that he talked about the device, or the way that Chase was talking about the device, is that he is bending light in right, like because of lights, uh, the speed of light and light's energy in relation to space time, like it you're folding light in on itself to make a wormhole for data or whatever. Right, right. Whatever the hell he was talking about. But they were sciencing with light. And it seems like everything is regarding light mm. in this in this season, in this show. Yeah. Because, I mean, the Gaborum is all about light and the spectrum and going ultra. I mean, I think of those two things. What else is? And, like, the the girl in the mural. And then there's Carolina. Yeah, that's all just, that's all Gaborum. That's and all the then, same thing. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, the Gaborum is such a big part of it. And everything they talk about is light related. Yeah. And then the the pods that the people are in are shining a massively bright light. Yeah. And then it looked like the kid, uh, Andre, was being like broken down and transferred into light energy and sent across yeah. to the other pod. Yeah, I definitely think the light has a lot to do with all of the uh all the Gaborum stuff. There's something yeah. light related with their powers. Um So they're probably gonna sign some more light at us. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that has anything to do with him. Uh, using using the concepts of light uh, to 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 create time looking machine. Oh yeah, it was just so that they could science some more light at us. That's the only reason it was there. <laughs> no other reason. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway. guys, that is, I think that wraps us up on Runaways episode five. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Where are the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast? Find us online at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com, slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com, or call and leave us a voicemail at 573-CAST-MCU. Um, if you would uh, like to support the show, go to patreon.com, slash mcucast. Uh, we could truly use your support there. It really helps us uh, to make the show happen. So thank you so much for everyone who supports us there. Um, we got a lot of cool things coming for you guys, um, as well as early access to a bunch of these episodes and stuff. So hope you guys have been enjoying that. Uh, we try to get them out up there about a day. Uh, whenever we whenever we have them recorded early, we try to get them at least a day early over there. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll be back real soon. Oh, and uh, if you would, do me a personal favor. Um, this is for Matthew Matthew Carroll. Go to MatthewCarrollMusic.com and just uh, sign up on the email list or sign in to any of those. Uh, it, has, it has links at the bottom for all your social stuff, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter. Just go like and subscribe on all those places. It really helps me out a lot. <laughs> like and subscribe on every social media platform. Yeah, a few people did last week, and I really appreciate you guys. Um, it means a lot. I'm really trying to up my social numbers because I've got a lot of stuff coming with the album release. Yeah. So, uh, and and the, there's actually music now on my website at matthewcarrollmusic.com. You can just go there and listen to it. Nice. Got uh, got got new music uh, from the album already up. I'm really excited. The album I'm ordering it tonight. Nice. I'm ordering it. It's art. The music has already been uploaded to the server. All I gotta do is upload the 
artwork and I'm I'm ordering my album. Nice. Um, I went to your website recently uh, just so that I could hawk some songs from the playlist or from your uh, your songs list. Yeah. For like weddings and events and stuff. And I was just like, I'm going to put this on my reception list and right. put this on my reception list. So I've got like 55 songs that maybe 25% came from your list. Nice. So you went to mattcarolmusic.com. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Matt, I, have, I have two websites, mattcarolmusic.com, which is my, it's, it's like Matt and Matthew are my two different personas. Matt Carol <laughs> is, my, is my cover band persona. That, that plays all the hip hop and the rock and the pop and the top forty, and then there's Matthew Carroll Music dot com, which is all my artist stuff. Like it's all my. You're closer to your heart. Yeah, it's it's all the actual music I wrote. It's Matthew. <laughs> Matthew Carroll Music. Matthew, the artist. <laughs> That's me. I'm the artist, Matthew. It's 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 softer, th- th- the th- instead of the t. <laughs> it's more artistic. Until next time. Matthew. True believers. Matthew. Well, all right. I guess we're done. Until next time, true believers. Matthew. Matthew.